With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore, and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by my colleagues, Raheem Palmer and NBA Futures Analyst, Brandon Anderson. We're going to break down Warriors, Mavericks, Game 2 in the Bay after the Warriors get the win in Game 1, 112-87. Another game in which, really, despite us being on different sides of this, neither of us, none of us could be like, ha-ha! None of us. Just none of us could do that because... Uh, we all expected the Warriors to win this game and the Mavericks to look like crap and the Mavericks look like crap and the Warriors won the game. So now the question becomes about game two. A reminder that everything that we talk about can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, what are you doing? Go download that thing. Follow Raheem and Brandon's picks. Get information on where the money's coming in. Get the signals for where the sharp bets are, are coming in. Follow our content. It's amazing. Go download it right now. Pause the podcast. Go download. You can do it. Keep listening to the podcast. Don't interrupt it. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download it right now. Golden State Warriors are six and a half point favorites to open at six in game two. Not surprising after the blowout win that they're getting a little bit of a bump here. Uh, consensus open was 215 on the total. It's down to 214 after the under hit. All right, I will wait. Let's just go around and give our picks. Ra, what's your best bet for game two? I'm going to go Golden State Warriors minus six. There's actually some sixes in the market. Golden State Warriors minus six and a half is his best bet. Once again, Brandon, he's doing that thing that you hate where he's picking the other team to win a series and picking them to win both home games. And then like basically trying to prescribe the entire series. What's your best bet for game two? I have a feeling I know, but I'll ask what's your best bet for game two? Yeah, I have a feeling, you know, too. I'm going with old faithful. I'm taking the Warriors home third quarter. Give me that third quarter action minus one and a half to cover. I might look for an alternate line once we get one there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want the Warriors for the game. I don't know that they're going to have a great first half. I, I, I looked around. I want to bet Warriors second half, so I might just end up playing live on the second half, but I'll take Warriors third quarter and probably add some second half action too. Okay. Uh, I'll be on Warriors my six and a half with Ra. Uh, I'll be on Warriors third quarter. I kind of want to bet Mavericks first half, but um, then I would be doing the, like, I'd be trying to hit too narrow of a window here. Right. Yes, yeah, so that's a tough to thing to do. 
it doesn't mean like that's how that's how the game script like seems to me is Mavericks cover or up at the half and then Warriors have a big third quarter and it's a coin flip fourth. Yeah, no, it would be crazy to bet on a team to to lose the beginning part of a thing like twice in a row, but then still win the thing at the end. That wouldn't make any sense. Don't do that. Look, yeah, Rog, look, <laughs> look, man, if you the Warriors, you you saw that. I know you saw the stat last night that being nineteen and one when they win game one of the series. Yeah, honestly, like last night was not encouraging. Okay. Okay. All right. I like the, that we don't do a lot of reconsidering our priors on this show. So I'm excited to hear this. Why the, are you kind of like reconsidering? Why was that last night not encouraging? I mean, you said it before. It's just like the, the Mavericks haven't seen this level of movement yeah. and like the, the movement, the back cuts, everything like that. One of the craziest stats that I saw is that the Golden State Warriors actually scored 1.32 points per possession after a Mavericks make and 1.4 points per possession after a miss and a live ball defensive rebound. So it's just the speed in which the Warriors are playing at. The Mavericks just aren't used to it. And to me, like when you watch that game, the Warriors didn't even have a great shooting night. I mean, like they had a great shooting night from two, but from three, they were just 10 and 19. So look, I mean, I gave out the Clay Thompson under 21 and a half points. He didn't have a monster game. Steph Curry didn't have, like, none of these guys have monster games. So it's just like, I feel like I didn't see the, the Golden State Warriors' best game yet. And that's that's the scary thing. Yeah, I thought Steve Kerr was really good. He, like, look, we all, we all saw the same thing. We saw the Warriors run at every chance early in the game. And we saw them put Luka in all the action that they could. They threw every defense at him early. They gave him a ton of different looks. They had Andrew Wiggins very aggressive, especially in the first half, getting Luca in the action. They had a plan. The plan was, let's tire this team out. They just played a seven-game series. We were rested. Let's get them tired. And boy, did the plan work. <laughs> Luca had two points in the second half and six turnovers. And this was a coaching win and a strategic win. And it also, like, Andrew Wiggins was the MVP of this game. Wiggins was awesome. He scored 19. He had three three-pointers. He was great on both ends. I've called this the greatest season, or uh, one of the greatest seasons in Timberwolves franchise history. We got Jimmy <laughs> Butler and Andrew Wiggins heading towards the finals. Like, this is an- another win for the Timberwolves this postseason. But uh, Jordan Poole, I thought was good. Otto Porter back off the bench was very good. Th- this, to me, uh, you know... Th- there, there, there is strength in numbers on this Warriors team. And this to me is a strength in numbers Warriors win. Just like Raheem has said, same old strength in numbers with this Warriors team. Uh, I'm, I'm joking, but really the, the depth and the coaching is, is kind of won the game here, even though neither of the team stars were great. The Mavericks line of thought, this is from their bloggers, the smart bloggers that I follow from the reporters from the team is they miss shots. What are you going to do when you miss all these threes? What are you going to do? Like, they just miss shots. Uh, here's the numbers. It is objectively true that they missed relative to their expected EFG. Like, their numbers were, were poor there. Um, I pulled the actual numbers because I wanted to know about contest level, right? Mm-hmm. Second Spectrum has Mavs with just five uncontested three-pointers. Like, everyone will oftentimes feel like those shots are open, but they weren't. They were a little bit more rushed. They shot one of five on them. So they were terrible on them, right? Not mm-hmm. surprising. Um, they shot 22 lightly contested to 21 heavily contested. That's not a good ratio. 
for the Mavs in terms of the contest level. They shot six of 22 unlikely contested. That's the number that you look at and you go, yeah, like that's where they're probably going to be better, which is why like part of me kind of wants to bet Mavericks plus six and a half, just based off of like, could this be a, a tighter game. Like now that I'm thinking about, it, like I said, I said he, or I said warriors minus six and a half. Um, I think my concern raw on the spread, the overall scoring, like the warriors push pace, but the Mavs are still going slow. Right. Yeah. Like this wasn't like a high scoring affair. It went under, it went under comfortably. So if it's a low scoring game and we get like, even if I think that the Mavericks weren't, way below expectation from an eye test standpoint if they get just shoot a little bit better and that helps them get set on defense so they're not as scrambled so that lowers the warriors a little bit and it's a low possession game now all of a sudden six and a half feels like a lot of points yeah like i like the money line but i'm having to pay too much for it yeah i mean let me ask the question for both of you because you, you both took warriors six and a half but you both seem to feel like the mavs are gonna well certainly matt seem to feel like the Mavs are going to come out and play tough in the first half. So isn't your better play to bet the Warriors live and, it, and yeah. look for a better number than a six and a half? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's probably what that is, Yeah, that is, that, is, that is a good play. Because that, that's really, that's kind of where I ended up too. That's why I was looking for the second half line. Let me give you some, some home road first, second half split numbers here. The Warriors at home in the postseason so far, 7-0, 119 offensive rating, 103 defensive rating, Net rating plus 15.7. They've been awesome. We know that that their numbers, you know, Raheem, you talked yesterday about the Heat, how good they've been at home. The Warriors and the Heat numbers are basically identical at home. Like they've been fantastic. The Mavs are three and five on the road. They have a net negative 6.1 rating. Here's where it really cuts off, though, is the second half. Warriors first half, they've played with their food at times. We know that that's what this team does. Second half, Warriors at home, 129 offensive rating. Woo! Plus 22.4 net rating in the second half at home. Mavericks on the road, first half. Remember, they have a minus 6.1 net rating overall. First half net rating, minus 0.6. Basically playing them even. Second half net rating, minus 11.5. And they have 122 defensive rating in the second half. So the thing we saw in game one, which is the Warriors came out, they ran at them, and the Mavs got tired. Luka got tired, and the game got away in the second half. That is what's happening for the Warriors in their favor. And that's what's happening for the Mavs against them on the road all postseason. So maybe the Mavs don't come out in the first half and keep it close anyway. But I think the Warriors do win. But it's, I think the second half pull away is the angle that you want to look for. I go back and forth. And, and because I do think, like, I, I got more and more aggressive on Warriors mm-hmm. the closer to tip. Uh, I gave out minus, mm-hmm. I, gave, I gave out Warriors in five on heat check. And I backed it up with like a bet. Like I bet Warriors minus two and a half. I don't know if this team can actually hang. Like I, the problem is I can't commit to that now because again, game one was the game seven trend. The Mavs played badly. Their own, like people that analyze the team nightly were like, they looked really tired. So it's like a better effort could be coming in game two. And that, you know, they, the Mavs win game two. I think my minus two and a half is dead. It's just, dead right so i bet like that for the series mm-hmm. um it's not that i didn't feel encouraged by last night because last night was like so prototypical i guess here's a part of it it was so much to script what i talked about and what i thought about the series that yeah. it makes me nervous it was yeah. like 
hey, they're going to be able to get back cuts because you switch everything, but you don't protect the rim. Hey, Andrew Wiggins is going to have a big series. I play the over on Andrew Wiggins points and rebounds on heat check. Yeah. Like Steph only had 21. Yeah. I'm monster Steph game. Right. And he's probably not going to have a huge series. I think unders on Steph's are probably going to be okay because they're sending two of them every single time. But you saw like part of it was like the regular season matchups that I think Mavericks fans were really keyed in on. You saw the Draymond factor last night. Yeah, on really both did. ends of the floor, honestly, no. like him being able to initiate offense. It's like, well, they're going to leave him open and dare him to shoot. Draymond's not just going to be like, oh, all right, then Draymond's going to be like, I'm going to drive and put pressure on you and then attack you. Like no. that's what I'm going to do. The Mavericks, meanwhile, you know, Jason Kidd at the quarter interview was like, we got to attack the rim more. And then they took more threes. Like that's yeah. this is part of it. Raw is part of your diagnosis of this team was how much like you, you liked like the you know, space the floor and shoot a ton of threes. That's all they do. Yeah, that like, is really good. They, and they're they going to live and die. They're going to live and die by it. And that's why I don't want them for game two, like at all. It just was not encouraging. Like, I just don't know how you can watch game one and say, I'm coming back on the Mavericks here. As I prepared for the podcast, I was like, well, this is kind of boring. The Warriors, like, it feels like this is over. It feels like the Warriors just got this. So I was trying to oh, think, really? okay, well, what's, what's the opposite of that? Like, what are the reasons for Mavs optimism? Here's a list I came up with. Number one, the Mavericks had 19 more three-pointers than the Warriors. That was on purpose. The Warriors did that on purpose. But guess who else did that on purpose? The Suns. And it didn't work out very well over the course of the series. 19 more threes, when you start to make a few of them, is going to be the same three greater than two problem that the Suns face. The war. This is identical to what happened in game one of the Suns series. Mm. We talked about how yeah. the Suns made a ton of twos early on and the Mavs were still getting their threes up. And when that math switched, that was a problem. So that's one yeah. reason for optimism. Number two, same thing with the threes. Uh, Jason Timp had this number up. So a little slightly different than yours, Matt, on the contested threes. But he had defender within the six feet. The Mavs had 28 threes with no defender within six feet. They're eight of 28 on those. So that number is probably going to get better. That's a low percentage. And also 28 open threes or however you want to call those threes compared to only 17 per game allowed by the Warriors. So the Warriors gave up a lot more decent to good looks than they normally would, even though they had a great defensive effort. So we have every reason to believe the Mavs are going to hit, you know, even five more threes in this game still puts them at only 33%, which is still a poor shooting game for them. They're under 23% in the game. That's 15-point swing. And so in most versions of this game, it's not the blowout, it seems. They still lose, but it's closer. And then the third thing that I'm sure we all saw, the Warriors were sloppy, like always. And they're throwing the, like, Steph had that one play where he just, like, threw the pass somewhere out to half court and then somehow relocated and hit a three because it's Steph, so of course that he did. But like the sloppy thing, the turnovers, it wasn't as bad yet because Dallas isn't quite ready to take advantage of it. But the Warriors are still doing the Warriors thing. So I go go back the other way on it, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got your cute little turnovers. Yeah, you got blown out. You you had no shot in this fucking game because the Warriors defense is a lot better than the Suns. I think that's true. I just I, I personally do. I think the Warriors defense is a lot better than the Suns. Because the Warriors, I talked about versatility all year with Phoenix. I talked about that all year. And we really kind of saw it. I didn't understand why Phoenix went from a really versatile team in 2021 to a very, we're great at what we do. 
you're moving yeah. backwards. Like versatility is everything. It's the yeah. only reason Nick Nurse has a title. And Fred Van Vliet had a kid. Like that's the only reason. Like they threw so many different looks at him. And you can tell that it rattled Luca because this yeah. is part of it. You can talk about the mysteries. Again, most of them were contested. And I'll say this. I did not feel watching the game. And I was looking for warning signs. I'm betting on the Warriors. I'm always looking for like, how am I going to get screwed here? I didn't watch the game and felt like those were great rhythm threes. A lot of them were offensive rebounds when the yeah, Warriors went small mm-hmm. and then like chucking up shots versus stepping calmly into them. I didn't feel like these were great rhythm shots. That's a perception thing, right? You can disagree on that. That's fine. But there were, there were some open threes. And like you said, I mean, there were a bunch, there was a stretch in the first quarter or the second quarter where they got like four offensive rebounds and Denwitty, um, Brunson, Kleber all missed one. Like Kleber didn't hit a, a three for like the first two quarters. So it's like they did miss a, a ton of open looks. I think they start. I think they started off three for seventeen from three. That's not going to happen typically. I just think the Mavs were in a bad spot. But I just also I think this is going to be a series where the Mavs are going to have to win with their offense. They don't look comfortable. Is how I did see a Mavericks yeah. write it, and that that to me yeah. is like a very big thing. Yeah. And honestly, Brandon, this plays into the two point thing too. So how did the Suns generate their mid-rangers? Pick and roll, mostly. Yeah. How did the Warriors generate it? Yeah, not that. Not, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, aware. Not, like, my, my cap on the series was yeah, that the Warriors can win this game by making no, series. I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like... I, I think, yeah, I, what my, my point is, is that what we saw, I, I think the most of what we saw in game one is two things. Number one, game seven. Number two, the Warriors are always hard early in the series to adjust to. And yeah. I want to be careful. We don't, I, I think that that carries over into game two still. I think we're right yeah. to be on the Warriors side here, but I don't think that is the end of the Mavs season. And no. I think we're going yeah. to see a lot of similar result in game two. We saw in game one, and then the conversation is going to be, yeah, well, this is over. So I'm just, I'm kind of prefacing, be careful that we've seen this team not be buried by that early. Yeah. Um, this is a lot of it is like, there's a lot of, and this is happening a lot with the other series too, where it's like, Mm-hmm. Look, they were in the spot before and they did it. I don't necessarily, I'll just say like me personally, this is a preference thing. I don't love that analysis just from the standpoint of, mm-hmm. well, they did it before. Okay, yeah. So you did this thing that's really difficult to do and doesn't historically work out for you. And you're going to yeah. do it again. Like you're going to do it. This like, this is what's going to happen is, I mean, like, and raw, like you're def- like, you were on this as you were, you were basically like, yeah, no, no, no. They're going to go down. Oh, two. And they're going to win the series. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a preposterous thing to say. Um, but I just it's not a preposterous it, thing to say because it very well could happen. The question is like whether or not you should that should be you should bank you on it. you should bank and that yeah. I mean I think that's why I didn't that's why I didn't bet the Maverick before the series. Now look, theoretically, theor- theoretically, if you already have a number of positions that you're looking to hedge, theoretically, at Bet Rivers, you could you can bet Celtics minus one and a half, Mavericks minus one and a half, both of them went in six. Uh, and that pays you twenty four fifty six, by the way. Plus twenty that's uh twenty five. Oh, uh, it's Mavericks minus one and a half, Celtics minus one and a half. So both of them went in six. Is plus twenty four fifty. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not willing to go that far. I, 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 I honestly, I think both of these series are long series. I, I think both of them could so, be. Here's the thing, but six is long. If you say long, you just think you, you like you, what you mean is seven. I think this is a seven game series. I do. I don't. <laughs> I just don't like. <laughs> if we're looking back at the previous series, because like Brandon mentioned, like look at what happened with the Suns. Yeah, this is. I think here's the the big question. All right, so they won by 25. Is that right in game one? Yes, 25. Okay, 
if the Mavericks play better, shoot better, the Warriors still have a tactical advantage because of home yeah. court and that communication. Is that worth like is are those factors if we if we tighten it, does it tighten by how much? Does a 25 point advantage become a seven point advantage? Because at that point it's yeah. too narrow for you to bet Warriors. If it's you think it shortens it into like not a coin flip, but like, all right, a plus four for Golden State, you probably need to be betting Dallas. That's within the margin. You're up, you got two and a half points of value here. Like that to me is how I would think about it if you're gonna bet this game. Like I yeah. my best bet was was Warriors minus six and a half. I'm off of that now. And I am telling you, I'm gonna do what Brandon advised and I'm I'm gonna bet the Warriors live. Because I do think that the Mavericks win first half. I don't want to bet it. I think the Mavericks have a lead in the first half, and I will bet Warriors at that point. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. I have some real squares in my life that I'm looking forward to taking some money off of. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I think the Warriors are going to win this game also, but I think that's why I'm avoiding the minus six, six and a half is I'm kind of eyeing this game as a five to 12 point margin sort of game. And then it's just like, oh, well, who made a couple garbage time shots or like, like, I don't know that I really worry a lot about the Mavs winning this game in most scripts. I just feel like I I don't want to play with the six and a half number at the end. So that's, that's why I've been looking for a different way to not necessarily have to, to, to go on that number. Do you want to do props? Yeah, let's do props. Yes. Uh, So two that I was looking at Draymond green, rebounding over he's eight and a half rebounds that line he had nine in game one only played 29 minutes Draymond we've talked about Draymond rebounds a lot he averages over the last like over this Warriors run over these like last five years he's averaging about 10 rebounds a game obviously Looney was big early but outside of Looney playing the Warriors have rebounded well in the postseason but it's a lot of Wiggins and Draymond both Wiggins rebounds were down and I think are going to stay down because he's paying a lot more attention to Luca and Luca's a good rebounder too. So I think Draymond's going to have to keep rebounding. Well, over eight and a half. I like what I like even better is that DraftKings you can play the series average and Draymond series average over under is 7.7. I played that before game one and they didn't move it still at 7.7. So I, I think that's a very good series bet to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to get around double digit rebounds. Most games. The other one I like, and a little bit less, I'm curious to you guys' thoughts on this one. So Jordan Poole, we talked about coming into the series 
that Draymond was going to be really important because he's the guy that can pressure the rim and the Warriors don't have a lot of other guys that do that. Well, Jordan Poole is another guy that does that. And what I saw in game one was that Jordan Poole could get anywhere he wanted because when he's Mm -hmm. in against those backups and Davis Bertans and Kleber, like no shot, they have no shot. (laughs) We got a clinic of Poole just dribbling, getting anything he wanted. And he finished with 19 points, seven of eight on twos. He's a good finisher and those are good looks at the rim. And so I like Poole over 60 and a half points. I think he's going to score a lot against those guys. Also, I want to say on this on the total, I think I'm going back to the well on the over. Like it, the, the regression point here is Mavericks offense. Yeah. And the reason I kind of bring that up in this context, Brandon, is I like the pool over and I may actually same game this with Andrew Wiggins over again. Wiggins, I said this on heat check. He is third on the Warriors in points off of cuts for the season and first in the postseason. And it makes sense, right? He's not on ball, but they really trust him. Like they will give him the ball. And especially if he gets those smaller dudes on him, yep. he's just rises up and he's able to hit like nice, easy eight, 10 foot shots. Like I love where Wiggins game is at right now. Yeah. You know, the defensive stuff, whatever he's going to get cooked. Like mm-hmm. Luca, Luca had a bad Luka. shoulder. Anybody, anybody gets cooked by Luca. Yeah, That's not Luka even had a bad Luka. shoulder. Yeah. He had a bad Luka. night. They, they brought help. Like the Warriors did a lot of good stuff. Luca's going to be better in game two. He will. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to bet the overs, but no. Yeah. The, I think the question for the over, though, in relation to these kind of props and how this is playing out, Roz, like whether or not we think, okay, if the Mavericks make buckets, can they slow the pace? Right. Yeah. Which is like a really interesting thing because we're basically saying we expect war, the Mavericks to score more, but that also may help reduce the overall scoring. But they ran, I mean, the, I gave you the stat earlier about how the, the Warriors scored so much off of Mavericks' makes. So even that's scary. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, what? I'm going back to the well on the over. Because the the Warriors put up 112, and you mentioned it, it wasn't off of those Mavs misses. Yeah. So they like, put up 112. Mavericks just put up a decent number and are able to hit a, yeah. a, some shots. If yeah. you're looking for a Maverick to play for the regression angle on three-pointers, Brandon, what's the play? I think it's Bullock. On threes? Bullock. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a hard time playing Mavs threes. Because, you know, that was clearly the angle to play with Phoenix, too, because they're getting so many out. But that it's hard to find rhyme or reason like Bullock got 10 up. So I think he's probably the safest play, but you just, it's hard to play flavor or Bretons. You never know if the attempts are going to be there, by the way, quiet, quiet game for third best player in the series. Dorian Finney Smith. Oh Only my got God. Three, three pointers up, uh, five points, tough, tough to win on the road when the third best player in the series only has five points like that. So yeah, I, if I'm going to play someone, I think it's Bullock just because, He's going to get the volume, but you're you're going to pay for a higher number on him too. Well, I have a ta- I have a tactical reason for it too. Um, they okay. start running a ton of pick and roll with Bullock. That's mm-hmm. and if you pay attention, the Warriors are hedging to buy time so that he can't get Steph on him. So when Luca <laughs> runs pick and roll, they hedge with Steph, and then Steph recovers back. But if you just run pick and pop with that, which is what they like to do with Bullock, it's three pointers yeah. and. But here's part of the thing with the Warriors. The Warriors are going to be like, yeah, no, no, Reggie Bullock scores 50. Congratulations. You yeah. win. You, you no. win. You were the better then, team. Honestly, I would, I would rather have his overs on threes. It seems like Kleber can't stay on the floor. I mean, look, yeah, I noticed- is, that's one of the really interesting things about this. Yeah. Thing, right. So like, they get all those offensive rebounds in that first half, which led to all those threes. But as the game wore on, they played Dwight Powell 14 minutes, Kleber 1856. And I know some of that yeah. was garbage time, but like, Look, man, if you can't play, 
if you were having to play DFS at center, yeah, you're now you're going to get killed by them on the boards. Yeah. And the yeah. Warriors were plus 16 rebounding and the Warriors yeah. have rebounded great all postseason against good rebounding teams. I, I noticed uh, preparing for the, the series, I noticed that Kleber and Bertans were both just barbecue chicken for like the numbers, yeah, the big. plus minus, like it, it was uh Kleber also, I think was something like four of 17 in the regular season against the Warriors. So he's not even like, if he's not going to get the shots up and he's not being able to perform on defense, that's a problem. And that's, that's a problem, not just for, for flavor props. That's a big problem for Dallas series because you got no big men left. And now, like we said that the Warriors may not necessarily want to try to get into a three point shootout with the Mavs. Well, the Mavs definitely don't want to get in a small ball shootout with the Warriors. (laughs) This is the team that invented the small ball modern era. This is not the team you want to go to war with there. Well, that's great too. I think what's great about this Warriors team, honestly, is that like the Mavs are basically like, Oh yeah, you want to play small? We're not gonna let you shoot threes. And the Warriors are like, all right, okay. well, we're gonna shoot pretty open eight foot jumpers and get to the rim. How yeah. did that? Does that work? It, it's really look as as the as the resident Timberwolves fan here and the guy that has had to watch all of Andrew Wiggins' career. He has been awesome, awesome in the postseason, and I would never have envisioned him becoming this player. This is not what you expected a number one pick to be. It doesn't matter. That's long gone. This is who he is now. He has been everything the Warriors wanted him to be in that role, using a size, playing as a role player, scoring where it's needed. He's hitting threes now. He had a couple of big threes in game one. He has been exactly what they need him to be. And honestly, like I've dumped a lot on Wiggins over his career. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty cool to see him just being just what they needed from him. Look, we do a lot of serious bets on this show. We take a very conservative approach. Like Brandon takes very calculated long-term approach. I'm just saying a Warriors money line, Warriors third quarter over 214, Bullock over two and a half threes, Draymond over an eight and a half rebounds. Jordan Poole over 16 and a half points. Andrew Wiggins over 16 and a half points. Parlay is 49 to one. I'm just saying. No, say that's oh, all. That's I'm all. just saying. You only got it. You only got a hit. I'm going to make Ross sick with this. With this talking about this. Oh, part man. Wait, I got one for Raheem's. We, we talked about this earlier. Raheem, you got, we got the option. You can play the, to win the game, to win the series combo. Uh, at DraftKings right now, Warriors win game two. Mavs win the series is eight to one. That's your script for the series. Eight to one is a long number. Do you like it? I'm not touching it. Why do you keep telling us that you like one side of the series, but are actually better? Because to me, the spot is Mavericks game three. That's the spot I want to hammer. And then I want to go from there. Okay. You know know what I'm saying? I I, I will say this. He already bet Mavericks. You bet Mavericks win the series. Yes. I, I I put a small amount on it. I didn't put I didn't put anything crazy on it. It's it not pains a, him to bet futures, man. It just pains. Which <laughs> look, he's a professional better. He does very well. But I, like I'll agree. Like Celtics, I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay Celtics Mavericks game three money lines. Well, what yes. what about this real quick? Because we we've talked about this before. You can bet East or West to win the finals. We all talked about like the physicality of the Celtics or Heat against this Warriors team would be a real problem for Golden State. Uh, I believe the East is something like plus 115 right now. What do you think about an East bet? I mean, you know me. I just want to bet if you're going to go that route. Just <laughs> you want to bet matchups. I want to yeah. well, no, You can bet exact result. Just bet Heat over Warriors right now. Bet Heat over Warriors, Celtics over Warriors right now. Like you'll get the better number on it, right? Like 
That's yeah, I'm not like, sure if you get the better number because I, th- I think you're get, you're getting the best of it that way. But I, I think though, to counterpoint my question, since we all think the Warriors are going to win here, you wait till after that and then bet the East if that's the script where you think it's going. Because then the Warriors, the West number will be even heavier once the Warriors would go up 2-0. I've definitely bet it at one point. I definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you do. Your, your future is portfolio is extensive. <laughs> it's overly complicated is what he means yeah. by that. And he's accurate. Yeah. yeah uh, mm-hmm. Back on the 13th. Uh, so that was six days ago. Um, I got Celtics beat Warriors at plus 900. So mm. if Celtics advance, then I'm also, I also have, have, I will tell you, like just we're recording this on again on um, Thursday. We'll see how game two goes tonight. Like I will, I will just comment this for the entertainment value. I feel better about the heat. I'm just getting, I, and I will say a lot of it is like, I'm getting like a feeling like I'm, yeah. it's very much like an intuition thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just getting like a feeling about the heat and then yeah. we'll see smart supposed to be back. Horford's questionable as we record this, he's probably going to play Derek white's out. Congratulations to Derek white on his kid. Maybe you'll have an FEV performance. Like he did in 2019 after having a kid. <laughs> like my so, feeling, so, my feeling yeah. right now is actually, it's going to be warriors heat. Yeah, so I, I, let's do like, a, I, I've thought very little about what that finals look like. So I want just like a minute from each of you. Give, give me a synopsis without having done the research. Uh, but Heat Warriors, how, how do you see the finals play out in that scenario? That's where I think as good as the, as the, the Heat are at switching and then like they're the, they'll be the best defense that the Warriors will have faced. But the Warriors are going to be the most explosive offense that yeah. the Heat have faced. It'd be a really great matchup, but I tend to think just that like eventually it's going to be like, I think it'd be actually be a really great series, especially tactically. Like I would really enjoy it from what they're trying to do, but I, I would, I would probably go warriors there. I think a lot of it is like, I'm, and this is, here's like a very like non matchup based thing. When I watched that warriors team, this is, this is my, and I saw them up close in Denver. This is the read was like, Hey, we got to take this team seriously. They got Jokic. He's really good. If we do not take this seriously, we're going to be in trouble. Do not mess around. They didn't. They won game three. And after game three, they knew like, all right, we got it. Yeah. Um, the Memphis series, I think like they knew, like, I think they knew Memphis. They were like, this is going to be tough. Yeah. Like, th- these guys are dogs. They're young. They're hungry. And they, they were really mad at them about all the stuff that they thought was dirty. Even like the, the making fun of the whoop that trick stuff. They weren't clowning them the way they used to. This Warriors team, no. because they've had these losses and they've fallen and come back up, there is a level of wisdom and a little bit of like respect for opponents that they didn't used to have, which yeah. is why like a lot of the, well, the Warriors get up 2-0 and screw around. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because they seem a lot more focused and they have that poise. And to yeah. me, this team looks like a very, very much a team that respects their, their opponent, but are like, if we do what we do, no matter your game plan and we don't have to hit threes and we don't have to have, have Steph splashing and we don't have, like we can hit you in a lot of ways because everyone really does think like this team is nowhere near that, that warriors team. And it it's not for a lot of reasons, but I will say like, I think at this point I trust Wiggins and pool more than I did a lot of those other guys, even like Sean Livingston, who was reliable could only play like 10 minutes. So like my confidence in golden state is gaining, not, because they're they've won it's the way that they're winning and the way that they're acting actually that makes a big impact on me i know the tactical stuff if they had a weakness yeah. that i would just be like they're gonna get killed there 
but I don't, there's not a team left that I go like, oh no, that's a really bad matchup for them. I think Boston would beat them. Yeah, I think Boston would beat them. And it's so funny. I was talking to Warriors ownership at the, um, at the, at the Grizzlies game five. And I asked him, are y'all scared of anybody? And he was like, no, um, they feel like if we hit our shots, we're good. And I was like, yo, I think Boston is it's just a bad matchup for y'all just because of the way they defend. Um, Talking but, shit to the billionaires. I love it. But it's like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think they would beat the Heat in five just because I just don't think that Heat have enough offense. Like, obviously, the, the Heat are a solid defense. But, look, we saw in that first half, the Celtics kind of got whatever they wanted. Yeah. So when folks listen to this, we will now know the winner of East Game 2. You guys both bet the Heat in Game 2. If you're right, and the Heat have won Game 2, so the Heat are up 2-0 and a pretty sizable favor now to make the finals. And if you listen to the last half hour and you agree that you're with us on the Warriors to win Game 2, then your actual best bet should probably just be Warriors to win the title. Like, that's the real play you should be making, then. Ooh, that's a good, that is a good point. Yeah. That is really good. But, but I'll say the better one is wait until after game three. Cause we, we think that the Mavericks win game three, wait till after Mavericks game three, and then bet whoever's up two one in the heat series bet warriors over that team finals exact outcome. <laughs> you just, yeah. you just can't stop. With I can't, matchups. I can't Brandon. I, <laughs> if you, if you, I don't understand. I don't know why you don't love it because the numbers are so big. Like it's it, such big plus numbers. That's they're because they're traps. It's a trap. There, it's it's like a not so if you many, not if you find the spots along the way, my friend. It's it's build not up your, your ROI. They're not if you play enough of them together because it's just it's too many things parlayed together. I just every two or three days we come on here and one of us looks completely stupid and changes our mind entirely on some game or some team, and mm-hmm. I just don't know why I want two teams that I have to see get to the finals and have a particular outcome. I won't play a combo because I'm too dumb and it's too hard to get both things right. I just want one is enough. I get enough of those wrong as it is. I don't need to. Oh, wow. that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, was, what was the, uh, what was, Oh yeah. I mean, look, I can't blame you. Like I'd make stupid bets like finals, bets. I'm not betting things like Spencer Dimwitty to win. Conference <laughs> <final> MVP. That's <laughs> going to wrap it up for buckets. Thanks for oh, joining man. us. We'll see you guys again next time. We'll be back on Friday for game three of Heat Celtics. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Follow the guys in the app. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get buckets.